Welcome to Do You Know What I Mean podcast. Today we have the undefeated British and IBF European champion, Troy Williamson. All right, Troy. Yeah, lads. He's good, uh, you? Yeah, good. He's one of my best mates as well, so I just want to put, out that, put that out there just in case anyone wants to ever try and jump me. He'll knock fuck out, yeah. It's all good, yeah? yeah been good. training this morning? Yeah, I've been uh, lead sparring this morning. Good eight rounds. Eight rounds, um, yeah. I've been in the gym this morning. Good three mile on the treadmill, walking and running. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I've done a good eight round spawn this morning. Um, and run later. Got a massive fight coming up. Um, Josh Kelly. <clears throat> but we'll go to that later on. We'll talk about Josh <clears throat> Kelly. That's the first of December, isn't it? Second of December. Second of December. Second, fucking yeah. hell, fucked that up, didn't I? Second right, of December, right. Josh yes. Kelly. How are you feeling? Oh, I can't wait. It's a fight that I've been wanting for, for ages. As soon as it got announced to me, I was buying that a bit, phoning everybody to part of part of the team and try try to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's like an itch that you've been wanting to scratch? Is he just someone that's you wanting to beat? Is it is it personal or do you think nah, it's just? It's, it's, no, nah, it's not personal. Um, I've labelled it the King of the North because it's for the British title. Yeah, we're both from the North East, and it's obviously it's in Newcastle, so there's only going to be one King on December second, and that's that's me. You're looking at him right here. There you go, the King. We <laughs> 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 got the. Uh, so we'll go back to like years ago. I've known you for, I mean, I think I've known you for about 17 years now. Must be about, about since you were about 15 year old. Nah, I started boxing when I was 17. So you, you knew me since, for seven, since I was 17. So what's that? Yeah, about I'm 31. About 14, 15 years. 15 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you started boxing late, to be honest, for for someone who's done so well. Because I remember you coming through in the amateurs. I remember you used to come down to the gym to spar and you spar all the lads. And you're always good. You always worked hard. But then, like, suddenly, like, I, I say this to everyone about you all the time. It's nothing bad. It's just, like, you were good. And then you just went, like, amazing. Like, and that's not licking your ass. Don't worry. I'm not licking your ass. I'm not going to fucking bend you over and start. <laughs> no, honestly, you went, like... Because I remember, I boxed a lad in the amateurs <coughs> called Danny Johnson, and he was like tough. And I remember talking to you before you boxed him, and I had like a life and death fight with him. <laughs> I remember going to everyone, oh, he's tough as. He was, he, he was really tough. Um, he just used to walk forward, obviously take a lot of shots to me. But yeah, and I remember you boxing him, and then and then he's a nice lad, great lad as yeah. well. And then I remember you stopping him. And I remember thinking, fucking hell. I remember the shot as well. I remember him throwing that jab at my slip and hit him with a right hand left hook. It's like, but like, that was the first time I ever, like, when I was watching you, because I've always watched you and thought, oh, he's a great boxer. But when you hit hit him and, and stopped him, I thought, oh, you've got some power there. Like, and obviously, but your power just seemed to develop. Was that getting older, do you reckon, or do you reckon that was yeah, I've, different uh, training? I think I was like a, a quite, a late, quite a late developer. Um, like, so a little, like a little Corey yeah. in that? No, nah, I never, never, never had a little Corey, but like, pu- puberty, I started puberty late. Yeah. Uh, things like that. I, I don't think I started puberty until I was like 15, 16. That's yeah. late, that's late, really, for a teenager. Um, I think I just developed, like, not developed, I think I just, um, what was I saying there? Did you, an alright, Corey? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, th- I think, like, just, like, maturing. I think I matured a little bit later than, obviously, o- other guys, and obviously my strength. Like you say, I didn't really get my man's strength until I was, like, in my early 20s. Yeah, yeah, and then it just, do you think you realised that as well? Do you think you knew when you were fighting, when you were boxing? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can remember, I was thinking about it the other day, it was weird because I remember 
I used to do a little bit of pads with my dad when I was like 10, 11, 12 year old. And he used to always go on about like how, how hard I was punching. And so I, didn't, I didn't obviously, when I was that age, never, didn't really didn't really take note of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't fighting or anything. But then when I did start amateur boxing, didn't really, I stopped only like a handful of uh, opponents. But I think it's hard obviously when you've got a head guard, you've got big gloves and you're only doing three two minute rounds. But like you say, obviously, once I, once I got my man strength in my early 20s and when I turned professional at 26, yeah, yeah. Obviously, my strength shows and... I went, there was a lot of lads, obviously, we all boxed on the... I mean, that work group that you were at was really good. You got the... I know you got the ABA finals the first first year and you were unlucky in the first time. I think you did box Fowler the first year round, was it? Yeah, box Fowler in the, uh, 2014. And it was a very close fight and all that. And then and then you done it again, did you? Was that the same year after? Was it the, was it 2015 the, the year, you won the year? Yeah, so... Box Anthony Fowler, uh, 2014, boxed seven times to get to the final. Yeah. He boxed once, so he was nice and fresh. No yeah, way. yeah. I just like to put that in there. <laughs> uh, like a little bit then, of beef. Yeah, t- 2015, I was seed number one. I was boxing for GB at, at the time. Yeah. And um, obviously I won him that year. I won the GB Tri-Nations that year as well. Yeah. Because I remember, obviously, I'd stopped boxing as an amateur then. I think I totally stopped. I was contemplating on still boxing and that at the time but I remember you winning the ABAs and obviously if anyone that doesn't know anything about the ABAs anyone who like is only following the pro boxing the ABAs is a massive achievement I mean like Joe Calzaghi's won it Ricky Hatton's won it Amir Khan's won it anyone who's done anything in, in usually any world champion boxer has won the British ABAs usually, usually it's a really like it's probably the best apart from the Olympic Games it's probably if not one of the best tournaments you can win in amateur boxing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, especially in Britain. It's like you said, it's, it's the elite, it's the elite, elite championships. So you, you're boxing the best of the best. I mean, you go down that list. I mean, who else? Had, was it was it middleweight? You won at was it? Yeah, I won at middleweight. So you've got like James DeGale, George yeah. Groves, um, some Joe Calzaghi. Yeah, Calzaghi. I think Fock might have been. I think Fock was seventy five kilo. Carl Fock. Do you know the thing that I find fascinating as well about? Like obviously, Darlington, because you're from Darlington. Darlington has like, like especially in pro boxing, has a lot of like. It's only a small town, isn't it? But it's got a, it breeds a lot of good fighters, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it seems to be like fighters who win good titles, and and for such a small town, I mean, obviously, you had Stewie Hall won a world title, had Aggie Wards, was it Aggie Ward who won a? Uh, yeah, I think he won a Commonwealth. Won the Commonwealth title. Francis Jones, he's, he boxed for a British, just come up short against uh, Scottish Kenny Anderson. Good fight. Some good good fighters from Darlington, and then obviously uh, yourself. I mean, I mean, I remember watching you even in the amateurs against that Arlen Lopez in yeah. Cuba. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's turned pro now. You, we were talking earlier, and you said he's a light heavy. He was massive, him though. Yeah, he was big. He, he, even when I boxed him, he was like he looked twice the size of me. And that was over five rounds, wasn't it? Yeah, I got the, start, I got flung in the deep end there. I wasn't even meant to be boxing him, but I got told if, if obviously whoever was meant to be boxing him pulled out. They just said to me, if you take if if you box him next week, then there could be a chance that you can go to um one of the qualifiers to qualify for for Rio Olympics. So yeah. And was that your because I know you turned pro at twenty six year old, so what year was that when you was that I boxed him in when the when the box him, I think it was two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. Jen, I wasn't on GB long. It was 2015. Did you? And do you know? Obviously, after after obviously your success in the amateurs. I mean, even when you started, 
I mean, let's take you right back to like when you very first started. But why did you start boxing? Were you, did you get taught to go boxing or did you want to go boxing? Because I always think that's a weird one with boxing. Because obviously, I mean, we obviously we always laugh about stuff because even your coach, Craig, he always like takes a piss about the parents, like saying like the parents get involved too much. Was was it your dad who got you into the boxing or did you want to get into boxing? What was, what was the story there? Um, it's a long time ago. Like you say, I was 10 year old, so it's... 21 years ago, I can't really remember. Maybe a bit of both. Because I remember when I did go, I was too young to compete. Yeah. Um, so I was sparring all young travelling kids. Fucking there can fight. Yeah, yeah. To breed some good fighters. Sparring all them lads and <clears throat> I was having a hard. I was training five days a week. And uh, I just got a... Ch wasn't really... I didn't, get I didn't get attached to it. Obviously, I wasn't... Didn't, didn't enjoy it, to be fair. So walked away from boxing. Started playing football at the age of 11. Till started signed for 21st All Stars in Darlington. Played football from the age of 11 till 16. And then yeah. obviously there was a local boxing gym that opened up just on the corner from where I lived. And walked back into the gym on my own accord, off my own back. And like say, we're here today. Never look back. Yeah, yeah. Did you think when you when you went back into boxing, did you think, I'm going to, I'm going to, because obviously I think with anything like, like boxing or, just any, even doing comedy or anything, you've got to sort of have, go you have got to have goals. You've got to have like, in your mind, I think that anyway, I mean, now you're British champion, you're European champion, obviously your main goal will probably be world champion. Yeah. It's just like, when did you start taking yourself serious for that? You know, like, because I say a lot of people just do it when they walk into the gym, but they don't really believe it. So like, obviously, when you've went into the gym, you think, oh yeah, I can do something. Did you in your head think, I can do something with this? Was there a point where you thought, oh, I can actually do something with this, I think? Because obviously, for me, I even when I boxed myself, I boxed some good lads. I boxed open class and I boxed at a goodish level. But I, there was never ever, there was always a little bit of doubt in my head. And I thought, nah, maybe it's a bit harder than I think this. And like, like I maybe took that off too many different people saying stuff and saying, ah, oh, because obviously when you go professional, then it's like, it, it's another level again. Yeah. You're fighting people who are fighting for the families then. They're fighting for, it's not about going into a ring and, and having a little competition and, and it's amateur boxing and you can you can sort of like not wing it because obviously at the top level yeah, yeah. you can't it's like it's the same as professional athletes but when you go pro it's like well this is for this next fight if I lose that, that might be getting a shit payday for, for the rest I might not make it it could mean everything's on each fight whereas amateur boxing you can win some you can lose some you can win it's about learning all the way through I suppose until you're at a very good level yeah it's like the amateurs it's I, it's just like an apprentice, really. You learn as much as you can in the amateurs, try and win as much as you can. And like you say, obviously, you turn pro, it's a completely different game. You need to, you need to put, like, nobody's really interested in you unless you're putting bums on seats, basically. Yeah, of course. I mean, look at the, the, the prime examples, uh, Jake Paul. Like, yeah. like someone, like you're saying bums on seats there. I mean, we'll get onto that. Like, <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on Jake? Honestly, what's your thoughts on people like J Jake Paul? You know what, like, I just thought it was just rob robbing, robbing people, uh, robbing people saying he was a professional, af professional athlete, really. But to be fair, he's, 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 beating, he's beating guys with names now. I know. Um, obviously, think I know, like, they probably are, okay, they're not boxers, but Anderson Silva can fight, Tyrone Woodley can fight, do you know? Yeah. They're not boxers, but the, the guys that can fight, these are true athletes, so I think... I don't think people will really take him serious unless he like, obviously like unless he fights Tommy Fury and if he does pull the up pull the upset up off there, 
then yeah, he's I mean, from from someone who's boxed and watched boxing, I think he's got a little bit of power, mate. Yeah, it looks like I he think can, he can punch. Like, like, like I genuinely, at I mean, first he's I thought he's not going people out. Look what he done to Woodley. He knocked him out cold. I mean, I thought it was a, like a, at first I used to like the first thing I used to say was when I used to see him. I used to say like, oh, it's a fucking joke. This like like why would why would he like be fighting anyone and then like obviously if you've watched him he's obviously got the best best trainers when I first started watching Jake Paul I thought I genuinely thought I say when I first started watching him I, I've never ever like watched him all the way through in a fight I've yeah. typed him into YouTube seen him on the pads and you get the same people who've never ever boxed in their life they go oh seen this video of have you seen this video of him on the pads and you know yourself pads don't hit back anyone can anyone can look good on the pads I mean when I used to go working away with some of the lads working away I used to take them on the pads and sometimes the pad man can make you look better yeah. do you know like slapping the pads harder and I used to say oh, he's shite he's shite he's crap I'd fight him any day of the week oh, I wouldn't even train for him now I'm looking at him and I think fucking hell I need an eight week camp yeah. <laughs> do you know like he's he can actually like he can move a bit can he yeah can, he can put his hands up like you say he can fucking he can whack he's taking it serious like you say obviously you see the training he's doing and he, he's calling for these big fights I've seen that he wants Canelo and who else <laughs> I think Canelo would wipe him out like I think I've I don't think he'll get these sort of these sort of fights but I'd like to see the Tommy Fury fight yeah I'd love to see that because then you'd like you'd really be able to see if he can box because Tommy Fury's a boxer isn't he yeah but yeah like whether people like him or don't like him he can, he can box so uh, yeah I'd like to see that fight yeah definitely I mean he's calling out fucking Tyson Fury as well isn't he yeah it's and that's a bit stupid isn't it that's just obviously all for for um publicity I suppose and people love it don't they but um, back to you like I was saying when you so you decided to turn over pro you turned over pro and did you think then right I'm turning over because a lot of people I, I mean I know a lot of them I'm not going to name them but I know a lot of people who've turned over pro and they've just thought I'm going to make a bit of money out of it I'm not and they don't really you can tell by them talking to you like they don't really believe in themselves when I talk to you I mean I'm not just saying it because you're my mate I know you believe in yourself like did you know that from was that from, what was the point in your head where you thought, do you know what, I can actually do something here? Because was it the ABAs or was it, was it? No, it was never, it was never during uh, the amateur career, to be fair. It was as soon as I turned professional, I just thought, obviously, I'm taking it 110% serious. I couldn't work. So I was, right from my poor debut, I was like a full-time athlete, even though I wasn't, I was selling tickets. So I, I couldn't work because I was training twice a day. Yeah. I was getting a lot of help from, uh, my older brother, yeah, um, man he was helping me out buying me stuff and sorting me out bits of money even there because like I said obviously that that was the goal was to become a champion. Because people don't realise with boxing, it's very very hard in financially hard, isn't it? Very like, hard. I mean, I was going to have a. I mean, you laugh now, but I was going obviously when I was going to turn pro, I'd stopped working offshore at the time. And I had quite a bit of money in my bank account, and I thought I've got a load of money. I'm going to go pro. I had this. Like I've, I've trained, I'm going to turn pro. And I went over dial. Obviously, I remember you messaging me saying you turn pro. Who've you signed with and that? And I told you and stuff. And we had a bit of a laugh about it. But um, when I I remember, like I was meant to get this fight. I mean, my, my when I was turned over, I hadn't even had my brain scan. Yeah. And the guy had told me and said, "Oh, you're going to fight on the Stewie All Undercard on when he won his world title at Leeds Arena." And the first thing they said to me was, um, "Oh, uh, how many tickets can you sell?" And I was like, "Oh, I'll sell loads." And he's like, "No, no, no." He's like. How many tickets did he sell? Bear in mind, it was the 23rd of December, I think, the fight. Yeah. Or something like that. And he's like, it's right before Christmas. 
can you sell three thousand pounds worth of tickets? It was, and I was like, uh, yeah, it should be able to. So I rang a few lads up there and you said, oh, do you need to get on the minibus and they say, oh yeah, everyone will say yeah, everyone will say they'll buy a ticket. But Ev- everyone says yeah until it's time to uh, pull the money out. <laughs> and it's true, but it's the same with the comedy and the same with a lot of things like. And I suppose, and that's not like having goals of people, but just don't, if you're going to go and watch Troy fight or you're going to say, just fucking buy a ticket and actually say it to him. Just actually say, yeah, if you can't go, just be like me, be tight. Say, I can't go, Troy. I've been to one of his early fights, so I'm a proper fan. But um, I'd go to your fights all the time. I yeah. would support you if I wasn't working on the weekends. That's true. I would. I know how hard boxing is. I know how hard it is to like do what you're doing. And it is about ticket selling, isn't it? It's a business, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Um you see so many great talents and so many kids that can really fight don't um, don't fulfil the potential because they don't get the opportunities. That's because they can't sell tickets. And, cause, and that's why a lot of people end up becoming journeymen as well, isn't it? Because people don't know that there's a lot of good fighters who are journeymen in boxing who, who think, all right, then I won't be a ticket seller, but I'll get is it, I'll get a couple of grand a week like yeah. fighting someone and going the distance with someone. And there's a lot of bullshit behind boxing. And obviously it, it's... It's, this is where, I mean, I don't follow much on the UFC. Um, I, I watch the bigger fights. I wouldn't say I know loads about it, but one thing that I do see what the UFC are doing and the boxing doesn't seem to do it, they do it now and again, is the best seem to fight the best all the time yeah. at the top level. And it's just so many contracts and, and boxing, so many sanctions. And what's your thoughts on it? Because obviously I know you, you, you find it hard to get fights. I mean, Josh Kelly's fighting you on the 2nd of December. And that's, for me, that's like two good lads fighting each other. Still still quite early on. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not saying early on. James DeGale and George Grove's done it early where they fought each other and, and they put it on the line against each other, which is great. And they both went on to great things. But you and Josh are like, like you're at a, a really good level in your boxing career and you don't really have to take that fight. It's, a, it's like a risk for, for both of you in that way. Like, you don't have to take that fight. But... You are, and, and do you know hats off to you both on that? But what's your thoughts on it? I think, yeah, you are completely right. You are in the UFC, the fight do fight the, the best. Like, it should happen in boxing. For yeah. uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't. I can't speak on it. We've been offered massive fights, me and me, me coach, and we've accepted, every, we've accepted them all. We've been offered fights to go abroad, accepted them. It's, it's just, um, it's a shame because... In boxing, like you say, the, it's, it's hard to get a good 50-50 fight. People want either too much money or people want to walk to the ring first. Or I heard like with the Eubank, Ben, the fight wouldn't have happened if Ben was going to walk to the ring first and Eubank second. Daft little things like that. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Like you say, it just it shows like who really who the real fight is. But like you said, it, it's a business at the end of the day. If, if they're saying, I want to walk to the ring first, well, obviously pay me so much money or whatever, but I don't know, it's 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 a it's a weird one. Like I'm just I just, I just like fighting, so Yeah. Doesn't doesn't bother me if I walk to the ring first, second. Yep. If you walk third, it's a bit weird, yeah, wouldn't it? Fucking in third. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I was gonna say, so obviously you turn pro, I mean also like you can punch. That's one thing, like, you brought that from the amateurs. Towards the end of your amateur career, I remember you were stopping a lot of people. Do you reckon that was to do with the head guards coming out as well? Or do you reckon it's just you'd found you, like you say, you'd found your power? Both. Um, yeah, a bit of both. Because 
Like you say, you feel a bit padded with that head guard and then bigger gloves. Um, as soon as the head guards come off, them little gloves. Yeah, and them little gloves it separates the men from the boys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you were going through your. What would you say? What would you say your highlight in the pro? Your first big win. Who would you say it was? First big win. Um, that was really like in your head that you really thought I've, I've, I feel good like I know you're happy after every fight but what was one that was was there any fighter that I don't want to give anything away but was there any fighter that because I, I watched the Mike Tyson documentary before and obviously every fight he said he gets nervous every single fight and it's hard to believe looking at Mike Tyson because he was an absolute machine he was a, yeah, and he's walking in the ring and he said he was absolutely petrified going in the ring and I also think that relates with comedy because one of the best comedians ever Eddie Murphy he said every gig that he'd done, that he was nervous, he'd be really good. He's the best, him, Eddie Murphy. One of the best ever, yeah. yeah. Eddie Murphy's definitely one of the best ever. Who's, who's the best? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I will be. I'll be the best ever. I like, um, I like Dave Chappelle, mate. Dave Chappelle's brilliant. I love Dave Chappelle. I'm going about comedy. I, know I don't want to go on about too much about comedy because I'll end up talking full comedy about you. Richard Pryor's one of the best ever. Tom Segura, um, Bill Burr, Lords. Kevin Bridges in England, well Scotland, Lords Peter Kerr. But when, but when a uh, Eddie Murphy was talking on a documentary before, and he said that the gigs that he was always like, oh, "I'm going to smash this," he said he'd die in his ass. Like he said he'd have a really bad gig. Mm. I, I think that's very similar in boxing. I think sometimes you can go into a sparring session, for example, and you can spar someone who's not had many fights at all. And in your head, you lack a date. You go in the ring and you think, ah, I'm moving about with some kid here who's had 20 fights, he's 110, or so he's half a half record. And then you go in there and you spat. Because it must have happened to you a few times. You oh, thought, fucking hell. What's I going on there? I'm British and European champion. I've just had my head boxed off by you. Yeah, I think you're like, you got to stay switched on because it's easy to bring yourself down to that level. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if, if they're not, if they're phone. Late. You don't really want. Obviously, I'm I'm not one for taking advantage. So if I'm box, if I'm sparring with someone who's had twenty fights, one one, for instance, and like the complete useless, then I'm not wanting to let my hands go and just beat somebody up. So you start doing things at their sort of level, and then you're getting caught with daft shots. If you know what you, I mean. So was it? What I'm saying was, when you were boxing, was there anyone in your like when you were coming through the pros? I know every fight's technically when you're winning, every fight's getting it harder. Every single fight should be getting harder. Like it's like a, it's gradually getting harder. And harder. But was there any ever fight where you thought in your head, this is going to be really? I know you think every fight's going to be hard, but was there any fight where you thought this is going to be a really hard fight? This was yeah, more at the start of my career when I'm fighting these journeymen and you, you're hitting them and they're not going nowhere or they're smiling at you. Yeah, like you're hitting them with serious, like serious shots and they're just looking at you. Uh, this is what I was saying earlier. People don't respect the journeymen because, I mean, some some there's some lads. Oh, they're tough they've as fuck, some of them. 250 fights and they've been knocked out like three times and people are like, yeah, they've lost like 211 fights and you're like, people it's don't not, understand. they don't understand that they're there to sort of bring boxers on and just, they're fighting every week. Without, without journeymen, um, boxing, boxing wouldn't be alive. No, definitely not. In my opinion. It'd be just like I say, it's, it's there's some of the, I know, I mean, I know a few journeymen who boxed, Myself and the tough lads and the. So no, you was going to be a journeyman, weren't you? I was going to be a. I was going to be a. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I was going to be when I was turning pro. I thought I, th I think I didn't even know if it was boxing I was doing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I just, if I'd have been, a, I, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't allow myself to be a journeyman. I've got what too would, much of an ego. If you had a ring walk, what would, what would it be? Well, a ring walk. Yeah, I'd be like, like Apollo like, Creed. Oh no, no, like the like ring walk music. What would you have? Like Apollo Creed, you know, living in America. Even though it would be in England, I'd come out of that. 
Yeah. I'd just come out with American shorts on as well. Do you know what I mean? No, if I had a ring walk, do you know what it'd be? It'd be Phil Collins, this song. Which one? Right there. I always used to think about this when I was wanking. This song, it would be Another Day in Paradise. So it'd start off like this. Might hear it on the podcast, will you? Yeah. So do this. You like this? You might steal it off me. Just be nice and calm. It takes too long, kick right No, it doesn't. Listen, because I'm talking about when I'd be at the top level. They'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, he's 19 and old. Ladies and gentlemen, we be doing that. They'd be showing you all my knockouts there. Like that. Three. Like that. People would be going down. They'd have to do it on repeat because it'd be the same one, you know. And then I'd just come out like that and they'd go. They'd go. I'd just be like chilled. It's called Another Day in Paradise. So you're going into the ring, it's paradise. Yeah, that's, you know that song, don't you? I'm not bad at the walk through. And then it goes. Nothing. I think you should come out with. Have you already got your ring walk sorted? I use the same tune all the time. Watches for the for the fans Maybe listening. Here I not. Here I come. You can't hide. Did you, ever, I'm gonna find did you did you picture that when you were younger though that song? Did you always think I'm gonna listen to that one? What made you pick Ready or Not Here I Come? Just the lyrics and that. Yeah, just the lyrics really, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great tune. Love the tune. Did you so? Did you ever talk to yourself in the mirror and pretend you're doing interviews? Did you ever used to do that? No. You know what I mean? Never. Don't, not like. <laughs> never. Never sat there in the mirror interview and just like ask. Don't you? Do you not preach? So, because obviously you're good. See, for me, right? I, I'm like this. Though my head's like this. If I was, if I'm going to like a, a show or something, and and I know something like this is going to happen yeah. in my head, I'm constantly going. Maybe it's just I'm anxious. I don't know, but. I'm constantly going through stuff. I, so you're getting interviewed by like Coog and Cassius and all that. Like, like you get interviewed by like big people on telly and stuff all the time. Do you not ever picture what you're going to say before you go? Or do you just do you just let it just come out? Just let it come out. Sometimes you just like you say you say a lot of shite or say things wrong. But I've had a bit of stick off. I've seen like on YouTube where I've had done interviews and I've seen the comments and that. <laughs> you can't read the comments though. You can't, there's no point, there's no point reading the comments. Nah, but that's not, like, I've had, like, people, like, send me them, where it just says, like, stuff like, this guy sounds thick as fuck, do you know, stuff, like, yeah. he said, it's just fucking the way I am, but I would never change, like, I would never change. It means nothing to do with, though, it means nothing to do with uh, fighting, though, does yeah, it? Yeah, nah, I think it's just, like, the, the, the dialogue slang, isn't it? I'd come out with stuff like that in interviews, not, like, not think of what I'm saying, do you know what I mean? I don't think before, I just speak. Wouldn't think of what I'm saying before I do. Before yeah, I say it, but I should do. No, no, no. I think you're right because I'm, I'm saying that to you. When I go on stage, I, I have a like when I go on stage, I have a in my head, I have like a span what I might do, and then as soon as I come out, someone will shout, "You fuck cunt!" <laughs> as soon as I come on, and I will just think that's gone out the window, and I'll say, "Who said that there?" And I, yeah. and I have to go with what's there because obviously, if, if I had like a load of like heckle put downs at someone and it'd be the same as going up, up against I suppose let's use Josh Kelly for example if like if you thought right he's a good looking lad and all this I'm going to say this and that to him and then he might just say something that'll throw a total curveball at you and you can't say what you've thought in your head that you're going to say back to him you have to sort of just go with what's there and then I mean I watched the the little uh, get together that you had when he went like that to you yeah it was even to this that, that was what a week ago 10 days ago even to this day and now I'm still thinking like 
what, what, what did he do? I don't know what he done. <laughs> why did he do it? Don't know why. He might, he might comment on this. Genuinely, I don't, I don't know why he did it. Like, do you know why he did it? I think he was trying to scare you. Fucking. <laughs> I think he was trying to, trying to scare you. I'm surprised no one's made it into like a, a remix yet. Oh yeah. You know, like you know when they do that, and then it shows you like someone. Well, goes, I was saying that. I was even saying to me, mate. Though, I'm like, imagine if I went, <laughs> oh, if I like jumped or like the amount of shares that it's been everywhere. Imagine if I did that. I'd look like a pure f- fool. I mean. Yeah, what you mean if you jumped? Oh, if I jumped or if I made a noise or anything, I'd have fucking hell, You man. did, didn't you? Any of that? Uh, no, I didn't do fuck <laughs> <all. laughs> like, the, Even him doing that there didn't, didn't move, like, didn't blow no wind on my t-shirt or anything. Just, I, I don't know why he done it. Can we put that video up, Liam? I don't know why he done it. Exactly. Yes, I want to watch the video. I want to watch the video just of Josh Kelly yeah. doing... What was going through your mind when he done that to you? Nothing. I, did, I did, didn't bat an eyelid. When he done it, I just thought. Did you? Did you just think, what? Why has he done that? I just thought, like, what just happened there? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, genuinely, I was thinking, like, what the hell? <laughs> well, after Josh, if you're watching this, please leave a comment and just say, what were you doing? Uh, on that sit- I am and it's not a dig at you Josh listen I take my hat off to you mate you're doing you, you've done far more than a lot of a lot of people who've tried to box but we're all confused what were you doing very 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 confused were you trying to scare Troy were you having a bit of I don't know was he checking your waist size mm. I don't know what he, was, I wonder if did he touch you like did he like touch you was he checking if you were strong do you reckon you know you know was he like checking? Oh, I wonder if he's firm at the body. Because he might be thinking, oh, he might he might look firm, but he's he's a little bit pudgy on the body. You know, I might be able to lay some left ducks into his body or something. If we got it up there, what are we putting? What's that one at the top there? Troy Williamson. He's dropped his ass. Troy Williamson reacts. Is that when you're saying Josh Kelly's dropped his ass? Yeah, for not. I think it was for not turning up to. Oh, I didn't turn. Boxed. Yeah. Are these some of the interviews. Go on, if you type in at the top there, if you type in... Don't feel it'll be on there, you know. Is it not on there yet? It's on Instagram, but I don't know if you can get that on Oh, there. no, we'll just leave it then for now. But, so when you're coming through, I mean, before we get a Josh Kelly anyway, obviously you beat... Um, I mean, your first big scalp that you won as a, as a pro, who would you say? Um, yeah, I'd go with Jack Flatley. That was should have been like a, the breakthrough fight I'd have said. Um, give it a draw over eight rounds I put him down twice in I know I've seen I've seen so I thought you got that bit like. of a fast but it is what it is like, that's obviously made me what I am today definitely um, my first, first breakthrough fight really would have been Harry Scarf I think that was the first fight that yeah, I had yeah. live on TV wasn't that unanimous went on to fight Keevan Smith then in a final eliminator for the British title. And then you fought Cheeseman. Knocked him out in the sixth. I mean, that Cheeseman, when you fought him, what a knockout. I mean, if you put that on Troy Williamson, Cheeseman knockout. Oh, there it is. You've got it. Where are they? Oh, the still. Yeah, the just still. He, he, There's he Josh Kelly. Man. So we'll edit this bit in. Like, Josh Kelly, what were you doing there? I don't know what he's doing, you know. You can see in your face, you're actually wondering what you're doing. Do you think he was trying to lift you up? What was he? 
Because he's laughing, like, but like, do you think in his head he's. He it looks like he wants to try and kiss us or something, I don't know. I know, do you think he wanted to kiss you? Look at that. He's, he's looking at you, isn't it? Do you think he knows what he's doing on it? I think it was at that moment there he thought, shit, what have I done? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, I'll <laughs> Josh, comment on this, mate. Come on. I need you to comment on this. It's like I say, it's no hard feelings, mate. Take my heart off to you, I've told you. But I'm confused when it comes to this. I'll be honest. Even if you want to come tell me in my face, like we'll have a little talk in private, just friends, and just we'll become friends and talk about it. We'll even slag Troy off. But I want to know what you were doing here. Do you know what I mean? You've got a, a ring on the fingers there, Troy. Have you got them on now? I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like old school, them rings, aren't they? No, it's just my initials and the boxing ring. Would you like to leave them on? And then you leave your initials on your opponent's face, couldn't you? Just leave a TW in someone's that'd be, head. That'd be good, wouldn't it? There's still other journeymen walking about with TW in their head. We've got to his fight against uh, Cheeseman, Ted Cheeseman. I mean, one of my favourite, this is one of my favourite fights of yours and obviously probably a lot of other people's favourite fights. It was probably one of the best fights you could see in a British boxing ring. I mean, if you put the knockout um, or the highlights or whatever to, to the end, I mean, take me through this fight. I mean, I watched the, the build-up to this as well um, and Ted obviously a tough, tough fighter him, like, like really, really tough fighter. Um, towards the end, yeah, the audio is always good. Um, but when he was, I mean, first round here, like, what were you just sussing him out? We have oh, already. Yeah, do you know what? Going in that fight, there was. Um, I just felt fucking. I felt bang on. A lot of people just. A lot of people. A lot of people had you a lot, off, a lot didn't of people they? didn't believe in me. A lot of people thought I was going to cut. But that's because nobody seen me box. I didn't have no airtime of me previous promoters. Um, a lot of people thought Ted Cheeseman was just going to walk through me. But I knew. I knew exactly what was going to happen in that fight. I visualised that fight. I knew from round one how it would go. Um, Did you know you'd knock him out? Yeah. Like I've said, obviously, it's going to be a 50-50 fight for the, full, for the full fight. But as the fight gets on, and obviously I'll get stronger... He'll revert back, back to old tactic. He'll revert back to old tactics. He's going to stand his ground, try and fight, and he's going to get knocked out. Because I, I said that throughout the full build-up. The thing I really like, I did like, um, which is just you don't know a T. Like I say, I've known you for years. Is is the two interviews before it? I, I mean, me and my missus were actually watching the interviews before, and I remember her even saying, "I hope Troy knocks him out." Because uh, I'm sorry, Ted, but she did um, because. You said something like, oh, we're friends or something. And, and you said something like that. And then he got interviewed and he said something like... Um, nah, well, I, I just said like... I just, respected, I just said I was you respect him, him as a fighter. And he, 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 he come out and said something like... He keeps talking about respect or this... Do you know what I mean? And then... And then respect all fighters. Like, have you spoke to him since the fight? No, I don't think I have. Yeah, yeah. Don't send each other like birthday cards or... Yeah, can you fast forward it to the knockout? Have you seen the knockout, Liam? No. Oh, mate, you're gonna be, you're gonna, because it's, it's class when you see it for the first time. But I don't want you to spoil it by going all the way. If you go, if you go, right? Yep, go back. It's just coming up now, Troy. Here we yeah, go, round ten. Now. Watch this, Liam. Liam's live reaction. Liam's never seen it before. Put the sound up, Liam. 
This is Liam's, our cameraman, studio owner, do you know what I mean, podcast. Him out there. I mean, that quality. That. Do you know what he looks like there? Yeah, ghost, ghost. Yeah, it must be a good. I mean, that's class. <laughs> Do you know? Look at that there. Look. I mean, we were not even thinking about his shots there, were you? Did you already knew you'd hurt him, didn't you? Boom. His face went like, like. Someone off the Goonies. Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, you guys. Like, hey, you guys. Hey, um, obviously, when you watch that again there, I mean, were you thinking about the shots coming back there or did you know? Did you did you know? Do you think this is the round? I felt like going around 10, like I could feel his energy drain and I knew that I was only getting stronger. And so I got, I, had me, I got my second wind. So I knew that Craig was saying, just go out and box. So you go out, you've got three rounds, go out and box. Keep sending everything. When I went out there, uh, I just felt like it was starting to fight again. I felt like I could have done another ten rounds. Yeah. So I just I knew. Like and I'm, I feel his energy drain. I was only getting stronger. I knew it was um I mean that knockout there, it's class. Yeah, I mean that's what every I mean, not even a world title, that's what every boxer dreams of, just to be on the telly like that and to knock someone out like that is like it's every like Every man's sort of dream, isn't it? Like oh. any any real man's dreams to say, I'm going to knock someone clean out. Like, but like, I mean, that's but to to do like, I mean, I, I was going to say something. It took something off my head. With, um, something went out of my head there when I was going to say something about the, the fight. But we'll obviously edit this bit. I always say that, don't I? I don't need to say that, do I? I need to just keep going. Um, so you hit him with that shot there. You knew he wasn't getting up. Because he looked like... You know when Carl Frock knocked George Groves out? That's yeah, how his similar. legs were? Yeah, similar. And did you know, as soon as you dropped in there, did you think he's sleeping there? Yeah, I knew he was did out, you, yeah. did you? Did you just think, as soon as you... Was it that shot there? They uppercut, because it's the bang, that uppercut that's not, there. That's not that one. Hold on, this one. Boom, that one, that one yeah. One did you think that... Did his eyes yeah, go a little bit with that? Yeah, I knew I, I knew when I, when I hit him with that uppercut, uppercut. I knew that was it. Yeah. Look at that, his head nearly came off. Mm. You know what I mean? Sorry, Ted. Slip, have a bit of that, son. Do you know what? I was coming home from a, uh, a New Year's Eve party years ago. Just I'm saying that when I have a bit of that, son. Um, and there was a taxi driver in the car. How funny are taxi drivers? They're all... <laughs> I was coming home. It was when I used to box. And he goes to us... Uh, this isn't even a joke. He goes... Uh, Oh, you do a bit of boxing, mate? I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do a bit of boxing. He was like, do you know what's really good for you? And I was like, what? And he was like, running up and down the stairs in your house. Just just do that, like 200 times a day. 
and I was just I'm a nice person so I'm just talking back to him yeah. I say I'm a nice person I am I just I was going oh yeah sounds good mate you know like, I'm on my own with him in the car I definitely wouldn't have said that like no I know you wouldn't that's just me and then I'm, I'm laughing yeah but you know what I'm like as well I like to bring people yeah. out of a conversation and then I uh he starts talking he goes do you know him Hamad Ali and I was like yeah yeah <laughs> I was like yeah of course I do I don't know him personally but he was alive then Ali as well so I was like of course I do but I know who he is he's like yeah I said, uh, Cassius Marcellus Clay, and then he changed his name, Muhammad Ali, and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's the one, bro. And, all that. and I was like, yeah, he's like, he fought a scaffolder, you know? I said, oh, I said, I think I know you're on about. He's like, from Scarborough? I said, Richard Dunn. He's like, yeah, yeah, Richard Dunn. Do you know he fought Richard Dunn? So he fought a scaffolder from, he was actually worked <laughs> offshore, this scaffolder, in the pros, and Richard Dunn was like, big heavyweight, like he, he, bo he boxed like Joe Bugner and all them, you know, years ago. And Ali, when he was on the scales with him, he held his belly, like he, he had a picture of him holding his, holding his Belly and Richard Dunn used to go around like doing talks about fighting Ali. I think he didn't. I don't know what 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 round did Ali beat Richard Dunn in? If you put that in Google, I think he knocked him out in round five. I think it was round five. I might be wrong. It might be earlier or it might be a little bit later. What round did Ali beat knock out Richard Dunn? Richard Dunn. D U N N. Um, fifth round for like so Ali knocked him out in the fifth round so apparently the, my, my, my dad worked with Richard Dunn he worked away with him and he said obviously everyone asks him that question yeah. oh what was it like fighting Muhammad Ali because he was in his prime as well mm. and he said uh, oh, I couldn't get anywhere near him he said even if I had a scaffold and Paul he was like he was, he was joke but he said all the way through he said he was talking to me he said and he was just like and then he said the conversation he, he actually said to him before he knocked him out he said to him uh, right Richard you've had your fun say goodnight he said, and like, he said something like that to him, and he said, and he just woke up. He said, like, right, he said, he was like, Fuck. he said, you've had, you've had your fun, say goodnight. He said, he like, he wanted that in his ear, knocked him out, and Dunn's, I've had loads of people who worked offshore say, have you ever heard Richard Dunn tell this story about Ali saying that to him? And anyway, this taxi driver was telling me about it, and he, like, done the Borough version, and I was laughing, mate, if he went, he went, do you know what they said, bro, when he fought him? And I was like, oh, go on then. He said, well, he was fighting him, and Ali said, uh, Oh, you've had your fun, mate. He said, and then and then I was like, oh yeah, I know. And then he went, and then he said, he went, now have about have a bit of that. Now get up, you cunt. And I, thought, I thought Ali never said, Ali never said in his life, get up, you cunt. Imagine Muhammad Ali hitting someone and then going, get up, you cunt. But there was a fight when Ali fought. Um, I mean, you're a massive because obviously I've never asked you this as a as a mate because we don't talk about boxing because obviously we've just been mates for years, but. Are you a boxing fan? Do you watch a lot of boxing or? Yeah, I do. I, I watch obviously a lot of like fighters who I like. Yeah, do you watch any any old boxing? Like, who's your favourite fighter ever? Mike Tyson. Tyson. So you like a lot of obviously Mike Tyson. What what, yeah. what makes you like? Because your style, obviously, you are you do punch. You can punch and you, you knock out like Tyson. But like, do you do you try? Would you are you your own style? Your own Troy Williamson? Do you think? Or do you? Yeah, I don't. I don't base my stuff. Just, said this loads of times a lot of people do ask me that question I don't base my style on any particular fighter but I like watching obviously Mike Tyson Miguel Cotto Shane Mosley Roy Jones them then me because I remember fight. Johnny Tapia getting asked that question John, Johnny Tapia when he he was coming through years ago great fighter and, and then someone said to him oh who's your style I can't remember who it was about at the time I don't know if it was Barrera and all them who were about I know he fought Barrera in the end yeah. and then and then Johnny Tapia said I'm Johnny Tapia style you know like and this was before he like obviously <laughs> was a was a was unbelievable um he had like a horrific life him didn't he like like Tapia have you seen yeah, yeah, him yeah, he had like yeah. a, his mum getting murdered and everything and like he, he was 
But like I say, and I believe that. I think when you when you go and I'm relating back to the comedy because it's what I can use now. If someone said to me, oh, who's your favourite comedian? Like, whose style do you have? I think, no, I don't have a style because I don't want to copy anyone. I want to be me. I, I'm, James Kilvin I'm, I'm, I'm me on stage. And if, it, if it's, it's working and if it gets bigger yeah. and bigger, and that's eventually that'll be like, obviously at a world title level with yourself when you're world champion and someone's like, some kid's watching you saying, I want to box like Troy Williamson. Do you know what I mean? I want to run like Usain Bolt. It's like anyone who's doing well, people are going to try and... I run like Usain, like, but I think that's just Jamaica. You're a good runner. I think I was a better runner than you when I was younger. Now, fucking hell. I don't. I went on the treadmill this morning, right? And I, I watched a little interview with Tyson Fury not long ago. And he said, like, when he first came back to fight Deontay Wilder, and that's what's motivating me at the moment. Just like Tyson... <laughs> just Tyson... Like, if someone had came up with me years ago when I was boxing and said, oh... Like, I can't be arse running three mile. I'd have been like, you lazy bastard. In how, my, how long does it take you to do three miles? Oh, mate, I don't even time it no more. That's how, that's how slow I've got now. You should be doing it under 22. So. Oh, I know, but I, I'm not, mate. Have you seen the size of me? I'm, a, do under I'm about 107 kilo. I'm a big heavyweight. Of a, what's that Storm. 100, I'm, I am, my weight at the moment. 17 stone. At the moment. I can, I can move for 30 seconds. I don't give a fuck about it. I'm about 16 stone 8. Well, Craig is heavier than you, and he can do three mile in 19 minutes. 19 something. Is he? And I'm going to go four, running with Craig. 47. I'm going to go, yeah, I can get running again. I can, I can run fast. Do you know what? I can run fast if I'm with someone. If I'm on my own. If you're getting chased. Yeah, if I'm getting chased by the police. If I'm, if I'm on my own, and I'm just like... I'm coming out, I went for them before. Fucking, probably, probably a PB. Little daft fucking... Little, little, little terrier. I don't know what sort of terrier it was. It's quite late as well. It's about ten o'clock. I was with my brothers. Little terrier come running out of nowhere. It's like chasing up the street. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I was, I was on, I was on a car. Like I had to, I couldn't run no further. I had to jump on top of a car. What because of chasing? Dog chasing us. Yeah, because you. Well, people, if people don't know you're a massive dog lover, aren't you? You yeah, are. Like, yeah, I like dogs. Yeah. No, you are a proper dog lover, aren't yeah. you? How many dogs apart have you got? From, apart from that dog. Yeah, yeah. How many dogs have you got? I've only got three dogs now. Have you? But you did have at one point. What's the most dogs oh, you've I've ever had? I've had... I think I had about 11 dogs in my backyard. 11 dogs? Dogs. Do you just like them because they're just a human... Like a, yeah. A, like, a, like a best friend? Yeah, but I, I, went through, I went through a stage I was breeding dogs. I was doing it properly. I wasn't just like breeding mongrels or breeding, breeding dogs. But then it's like a full-time job, man. So yeah, I yeah. To, I cut down now. Got a little jack hustle in the house, and I've got two dogs out the back out there in my backyard. That obviously do like that. Working dogs, work with, yeah, working dogs, yeah. What are they like? Like lurchers? I've got a, yeah, I've got one sluty ground like a lurcher, and I've got a Airedale Terrier. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean that's where uh, you, you, do you think you're going to the dogs with like, like a lot of people in Darlington have dogs, don't they? They love it, don't they? I always yeah, find I do a lot of um, a lot of people who breed dogs. Yeah. I mean, do you think you were just brought up? What made you like dogs so much? Uh, watching Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle? Obviously watching him with all the pets and that. Do you think you can you talk to them? Nah, I don't talk to them, nah. Nah, oh, man. That's when you are going a bit like... Fucking, it, it, that's when your career is fucked then, isn't it? When you start the, talking to dogs. If the little jack was live and the house could talk to me, fuck me. I'd slap yeah. her all over the place. She'd be, like, she'd be the most annoying person in the world yeah just like what do you mean because it would just say all your secrets about like 
What are you doing that? She doesn't see me doing anything on the couch. What was, what was I going to say? I, um, my mate, speaking of Jack Russell's, my mate, uh, you can bleep his name out if you want, but Tommy Bustard. Do you know Tom Bustard? No. He done, he's, he's done really well. With, he's got his own podcast, actually. He does well with it, actually, uh, for promoting mental health and that. He's a great lad, funny. He, he was like... So he was, he was like fat at school. And that's just me telling the truth. He was fat and then he just got into cycling. And then he was like cycling with like the Brownlee brothers and all that. And like he ended up in like a proper team. And, and then he ended up, so he was a pacemaker in cy- cycling. That's what he started. So he used to just belt it at the start. But then like he suddenly started getting sponsors because every now and again he'd win. Do you know, like, like then you just keep going, you know, like in like, like Forrest Gump on for, for cycling. But I grew up with him. He's a great lad. Uh, and he always told us a story about when he was, uh, he said when he was in school, about 15, no, he'd have been almost 16, he might be in college. He said he was, and he used to live in a bungalow with his dad. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, it wasn't a bungalow because I had a little upstairs, so it's not a bungalow, but it was like a little cottage house. Yeah. So as you walk to the front door, you could see through the front room window. And he said he was having a wank, right? And he said, and, uh, he said halfway through his wank, he said, like, he looked up at the window and there was an old lady looking through the window at him, right? And, so he said he, he it was his next door neighbour. So he said his bottle went. He said so he just pretended to start being sick on the floor, <laughs> like naked. And I was like, why did you do that? He said because I didn't know what to do. He said then she was like knocking at the window. He said so like he like was on his knees, naked. He said so he got up, put a towel around, and went to the door, and it was because his little Jack Russell had escaped. And that was the story of the Jack Russell. You know what I mean? So dogs can get you in trouble, can they? Do you know what I mean? They can kind of like you know if you're having a wank or something, your dogs ran out. I mean, speaking of wanking or shotting your beans, do you have to stop before a fight? That's a question, because I always wondered that. I used to, so many boxers talk about would say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to give myself, David A was one of them, he said he used to give himself like a sex ban. Someone said Nigel Ben, Nigel Ben used to say that apparently like he'd have sex on the day of the fight, but he'd make the woman do all the work because like his wife or something. This is what a boxing coach told me before, I don't even know if that's even true, I don't if you google I think, that I think, I think it's all a myth I think Nigel Ben don't probably some fucking porno come up with a guy dressed up as Nigel Ben but Nigel Ben sex before fight um, I think Nigel Ben used to say that sex addiction oh no he's talking about sex addiction he must have had like a sex addiction I didn't know that um, no it's just you bang. I mean there's a lot of bo- put boxers um, boxers sex before fight I think it's, I think it's all a myth well, that boxers have sex before a fight? Yeah, Because they don't fancy each other. Yeah. <laughs> nah, like, obviously... <laughs> Went over your head that, didn't it? Nah. Boxers having sex before a fight because they don't fight yeah. each other. I've sex with Josh Kelly, are you? <laughs> boxers, right, another popular myth is that having sex in the days hey, leading up to a myth. sporting event. Do you think it is? Yeah, because... I mean, like, for me, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're having a fight, do you know what I mean? That fucking... Of course, this is, do you know what, you're saying that there, I used to say, is this what you're, I think I'm, I can take out your mouth what you're going to say, yeah? You're going to say, if someone offered you a fight in the street, you can't say, oh, I lost that fight, because I've just shot me beans. Definitely not. Do you get what I mean? Like, if yeah, someone came exactly. up to you and he, said... That's, that's not, that's not, there's no, no excuse, that, is it? No, no. I wonder if it's just like, I wonder if the myth's like, if you're having like, like a, a like a sex, like you're going for, full for it, you know what I mean? Like, you you're giving them it, you know, and you're sweating and like sex at night. I wouldn't advise like having sex in a sauna before. How long jug for? Like, depends what mood I'm in. I'm sweating. Depends where it is now, how hot the temperature is, and that doesn't it? You know what I mean? 
where you're at, you know what I mean? So if you you're Yeah, I think you'd be more angry if you hadn't if you hadn't shot your cocoa. I think you'd be more angry. Mm. There was a rumor. There was a rumor about um, like that. Like it, it is. It makes you weaker, and, and I think that's just. Yeah, I think that's just, just a big myth. I think because they've done tests on a boxer years ago as well, apparently, and then like is is and they've done like deadlifting with him after and all that or some weight training. And he was actually one, what one come off and then. Send him to do a deadlift. Sucked him off and then <laughs> sucked him off and then said do a power lift. <laughs> sucked him off while he was bench pressing. He's getting a gobble. He's not halfway through. They like I say that'd be good, wouldn't it? Imagine that naked boxing, you know, halfway through the round, you're like like oh, like you'd lose, or wouldn't you chuck your cocoa straight away? Like between each round, you you like your bed's in the corner instead, like and she's piping you off. And whoever shots the cocoa first loses. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're, they're well, a lot of people. I, I don't think I'd like that. Like, but. <laughs> <laughs> but coming up with Josh Kelly, obviously, like, fucking just going from, like, total Liam's just thinking, how much fucking editing do I have to do here with this video? Josh Kelly, you've got a big fight with Josh Kelly coming up. I mean, how long's that been in the pipeline? I mean, everyone's been talking about you and him for a long time now. Like, it's on about, the boxing world. About 12 weeks. And then... Obviously, he was mandated for my title. And he obviously he's he took the fight, so we we here and we've got a date. What's your relationship with friendship wise with Josh? Because Josh was in GB, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. anyone who doesn't follow boxing and anyone who's just watching this podcast now, because you'll get a lot of people who come and start following you just because you've got chick crack and they'll they want to follow you anyway. But um, and same with like some people will say, ah, oh, lad, was interviewing Troy, he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? But they won't realise I'm actually mates with you. Said that three times now, so everyone knows. Do you know what my daughter done to me yesterday? Six year old, right? Blew me up to fuck to one of her teachers. I, like, I name drop without meaning to. And I, I do you think it's just because I spill. I just talk and talk shit. I just talk shit sometimes. I just verbal vomit. And so I went to that Scream Factory. Did you go there? Have you been to that Scream Factory? I, I've, I've, been, I've been. But I took her around, like, but like, yeah. to do a kids' one. So I took her on the kids' one where it's not as scary, they have everything hid away. Obviously, it's not even scary anyway. It's a lot of is, it, is, it, is it not scary? Because nah. a few people uh, say it's really scary, but mm. you went with your boxing gloves on, didn't you? Is well, that it's about as scary as Josh Kelly's little fan thing there? <laughs> That's it. So now I'm going to do a bit of name dropping. I know the owner, so Troy said he's going to go in with a camera on him next year with me. We're going to go in next year, depending on how big Troy is. He might be world champion there, I might be on live at Apollo, and that you never know. And like we might be two big timers and we'll video it, we'll go around with a camera on us and see who jumps the most. I won't, I definitely won't. Jump. I don't think you would, because when Josh Kelly... When, when I went round and somebody jumped out, I swear to God, I'm not, not, no bullshit here. I think I f like fainted a shot because I thought... I, no, I didn't like jump, as in, yeah, it was just reactions. Yeah, yeah. I didn't jump scared, I just thought like... But well, most, most of the times it was like when Josh Kelly done that thing. Yeah, yeah, I was just walk through. Because you didn't have no reaction there, did you? I was actually surprised when Josh Kelly done that. Yeah. Do you know that year? I thought, like... I was in the zone, like you say, I was looking through his soul. So I wasn't, like... I wasn't there to play no games, you know what I mean? He's done that, and I was... What I, would he done if he slapped you, honestly? If he slapped us... Yeah, if he just went, boom, slap. Nah, he, he, he knew not to do that. No, but if he just said, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but... He, he, and he, then you were like... He knew not to do it, so... Yeah. And just, like, looked out. What would you do? <laughs> What would, he have done? what would he have done if 
he done that and I, and I slapped him. Well, that's yeah. for that though, because I thought it's a bit of a dangerous one to play, doing scaring people. And I always, I always, a guy, a coach used to tell me years ago, you should never really scare people, especially boxers, because if you like jump out on them, they might go up and hit you. And like straight away, like I'm surprised you didn't. Like you might have like clipped him, you know what I mean? But I still want to know, it's, Josh, I'll what were you doing? Save that for December 2nd. What were you doing, Josh? Comment, Josh. But that, Josh might see this before it comes out. He might come on. He might come on get and him on. get Josh on. Talk. Message, get him in. Do you know what I mean? He said, Josh, what were you doing? Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so obviously that scare factory, my daughter, when I was going, I've, I've been telling everyone, like, every time I talk to people, I just slip it in. I don't even mean to do it. Like, so for instance, me and you, I've always been mates, like, since you were like, what, 17, 17 year old, and we've always been good mates. And like, if someone says to me, oh, Troy Williamson, he's a good fighter, like, that's just me. I'll, like, I suppose that's just normal. I'll go, oh, yeah, Troy's my mate, Troy. I don't, that's just me as a person. Yeah, yeah. My daughter's cottoned on to this. She's six-year-old. So I was taking her to school yesterday and the teacher was at the door, like, to greet them at the door. I was like, right, have a good day. Have a good day, gorgeous. See you later on. I went and she was like, oh, did you have a nice, like, day for Halloween last night? I was like, oh, yeah, I took it to a scare factory. And Nina was, like, looking at her, like, oh, yeah, like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, she went, oh, I said, not the adult one. I said, I didn't take that one. I took the, the kids one. I said, my friend, my mate owns it. And Nina started laughing. And Nina said, oh, dad, how come you keep telling everyone your mate owns Screen Factory? <laughs> do you know that? And I was just, I was absolutely cutting, you know, like, I fucking can't believe she just said that to me. You only yeah. feel yourself, are oh, you a little bastard? That's <laughs> <laughs> she said. She said, dad, how come you keep telling everyone? Everyone, you're like, your, your mate owns. I thought, fuck, I need to, like, readjust, you know, the way I go on with certain things. I can't help myself. The one thing I find hard about, obviously, I think, what's the hardest thing about boxing, would you say? Apart from just like, the I was just about to say, took the words out of my mouth. Fucking no, dieting. Dieting. Because yeah. you like your food, don't you? Yeah, food's life. Yeah. That's one thing I don't think, it's got to be worth it for me. It's got to be, because I sometimes think like, you know, I'm, I'm going to start, you'll realise on the podcast, and I'll be a total liar if I don't say this stuff. I say it now on this. It means I'll have to do it. But I'm going to cut my weight now. I'm going to cut down a little bit more so my face will be a bit slimmer the next few podcasts. Either that or I've just got on the crack. But um, yeah, dieting, it's got to be worth it. Like you've, like boxing, I think you've, you've got, you're fighting someone, so you, you've got an end goal. But that's why I think so many boxers get fat on after the career because I think, fuck this. Don't need to do it no more. I mean, I put loads of weight on when I stopped even boxing as an amateur. I put loads on. And it was because I was eating all the time, but I was training all the time before. I put quite a bit of weight on, but believe it or not, I don't go fat. I just put I put a lot of muscle on. But you say you deprive yourself for what, nine or ten weeks. How much do you how much do you walk around at when you're not fighting weight wise? Um just over two stone. So over, over like two stone heavier? Yeah. So, and then, that's a lot of weight, isn't it, to lose? And you lose, do you lose the two stone in the 10 weeks? Yeah, I'd lose the two stone nine, 10 weeks, yeah. So your actual fight weight is, is it? 11 stone. 11 stone on the dot? Yeah, box, yeah, 11 stone. And you walk body. around about 13 stone? 13, yeah, 13 two, something That's massive, that, I mean, I know Chavez. But, but I don't go out of shape at 13 stone. Yeah, yeah, it's good though, I mean... There's loads of people do it different ways, isn't there? Like, obviously, Floyd Melville was always sort of hanging around the weight. Yeah. Well, he, I think I, that's... I, I couldn't walk around day to day life at 11 stone. Yeah, yeah. The most angriest little man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and then obviously, 
I think Chavez Jr. used to lose like two stone like on the <laughs> two stone like three days before, didn't he? I don't even know some, what he used to do. Will, some people do it completely different than that you say. Canelo Alves cuts weight like towards the end he cuts a load, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you, should you put that weight back on quite a lot? Back on when you fight? On the night of after the 24 yeah. hours? Yeah, obviously, cause like you say, you do it, obviously I do it professionally, I do it right, so when, once I rehydrate and get all the fluids back in. Like water retention and all that. Because yeah. um, dieting, for me, and there's nothing, I always have this fitness mad theory that like, someone says, oh yeah, get on a diet, and I mean, you've told me a few times, like, start drinking loads of water and that, which I did do, and it did help. Drinking loads of water, just pissing like a horse all the time, and then, um, and then like, I was eating well and I was having chicken salad and all that, and then I just suddenly had this mad image of me walking across the road and getting hit by a bus and dying. And why I'm dying, I'm thinking, oh fucking hell, my last meal was like a chicken salad. I wish it was like, a, <laughs> you know, like I wish it was like a fucking big greasy palmo, you know, or something like that. Like I mean, palmo's the food of the northeast. What's your favourite food? I know that's such a childish thing to ask, but I want to know now. Yeah, what's your pizza. first meal after a fight? Pizza. Pizza, what type of pizza? Just plain or? Yeah, just get a normal, a plain margarita to be fair, or half and half margarita and veggie supreme, something like that. Yeah, just, do you not, not much of a meat fan on pizza? Yeah, but it's just, say like dog food or it's not pot meat, is it? It's like. This is a big, you're right there, there's a bit, it, some some pizza shops don't do it right. Um, Obviously, some are, some are it's good. It's got like a proper oven baked pizza place. Yeah, yeah. I could talk about food all day long. I was going to say, now I'm going to ask you a question that's going to divide your whole fan base. Do you like pineapple on pizza? No. You don't? I like you? it, me. Yeah, I like, so it's going to divide my fan base as well, Fuck yeah. Fuck with that. Yeah, I like, I like, I've actually had pineapple on a, on a palmo. I've had a Hawaiian palmo. Pineapple does not belong on food. It's nice. Pi- Do you know what? A bit yeah, of pineapple. It's nice. Pineapple is nice, but it doesn't belong on food. A bit of pineapple in your, in your salad. As well. Try, or apple in your salad. Have you tried apple in your salad? No, I've tried pomegranate, but that's only because you get it in in salads, certain salads. Apple in your salad's nice. It's like, I like sweet and salt, me though. I like, I, I, I'm the type of person who like, so what I do is I'll go into the fridge on the night, and like pull out a dairy milk bar, and then pull out a pack of cheese and onion crisps. Not from the fridge, I don't keep my crisps in the fridge. Like, you know, they're from the cupboard. And then I'll have a bite of my dairy milk chocolate. What time of night? Oh, I'm going to fuck me. I pretend. I uh, see. I have a different mentality. Here, you. What, my men, you know, what time do you stop eating? On a night. I could eat at nine. It doesn't really matter. Depends what I'm training. So what I do is I go into mentality of like, I feel like a lion. You know when a lion eats and then it goes to sleep. I can't go to sleep hungry, ever. Nah. I have to eat. I always think if a burglar comes in, I'll have my energy. So if I have a Mars bar somewhere before bed. I love, I love a bit of energy, you know. Burglar yeah. to chase me with my slippers, and my Crocs. You're a Croc fan, aren't you? Yeah, big Croc fan, like big Croc. I'm a Croc fan. I've been, I've been, I'm mm. a converted Croc fan. To be honest, I used to slag people rotten for wearing Crocs. Nah, I'm not. I, I, I used, I used to walk wear Crocs religiously when I was younger. Do you, I remember, I remember you used to get them for eight quid or something. Yeah, now they're like forty pounds. Yeah, I bought a pair the other week with forty-five pounds. Fucking hell, forty pounds for a pair of Crocs. Got fish on them. Have you seen them? When you're crooks? Nah. Show you. P- nah. Have you tried crocs? Are bang on, man. Have you? Do you wear crocs? No, but I'm, I'm gonna get you a pair. I like. I, do, I, I, I would. I would definitely wear 
I got, have yeah, you seen my new ones? Better yeah. sliders. I'll show you my new ones. Show you my new ones. Um, Oh yeah, we got fish on them. We got fish on them. It's mad, isn't it? Because I used to absolutely call. I used to call people nonsense who wore Crocs, and now I'm wearing them. Nah, bad <laughs> on Crocs, like. I seen Michael Webster. The is he cruiserweight? Any Michael Webster? I seen a training video of him the other day, and he was wearing Crocs to training. That might be the next thing. Going into the ring with a pair of Crocs on. I did honestly. I seen if, he, if Webber, Rebel will be watching this. I know Webber. He's sound, but he's. Uh, he was wearing Crocs to training the other day and I thought, you know what I mean? It's a bit off it that. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I know. I know I thought that. I just said it was still shot. I've, I've walked my dogs in them and I've fucking, I've walked, walked miles in my Crocs like. But yeah. A Couldn't run in them. You've, they've I've got, got two modes, haven't the speed mode and slip on mode. Do you wear them in yeah. slip on or speed? Uh, depends. Because the reason, do you know Jack Bean? We had him on, didn't we? Jack Bean. Oh, yeah, TikToker. Huh? We've been Ed. The what head? Bean head, nice. Jack Bean head, yeah. Nah, I, I, I don't know. Jack, I've, I've just walked him on on, uh, on social media, but he's what you call people, Bean heads, don't you? Yeah, Bean head. I used to call a lot at school Bean head. He was actually his name all the way through school, Bean head. I've, I've, I've watched a few of his things. He's uh, quite funny. Isn't he? Jack, Jack was really funny, wasn't he? He was really funny. He's just, he's just, he's just mad. He was talking about his ADHD and everything, and he's, he was fighting Tom Zanetti. And he just said, "I said to him, what, what happened there? Because he got on one of them." Fights, you know what? What did happen? Because the fight didn't happen. Did it? No, no, he got so he was fighting on Daz and he was offered. He told us the money he was offered, and that I think he sold us the money, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, was, I can't remember what it was. It was quite a lot of money, but for someone who's bought, like obviously I've never boxed pro, but for someone who follows boxing and, and I box myself and I know what boxers have to go through, the money that he was getting offered, I was like, fucking hell! Good. I was like, yeah, for someone who's not boxed at all. But then, in his in his defence. Like, being totally honest, he said, he said, fuck that. He said his ass went. He said, he's not a boxer, is he? He's a TikTok star. He said, I'm a children's entertainer. That's what he is. He's oh, not so a... so is Jake Paul. Yeah, but Jake's obviously got that little bit of fire in his belly, hasn't he? He's got that fire. And, when, and that's the proof. I mean, we were talking to Jack about that. I said, he said, it's not fair. He said, when he started getting the grief and all that, and like, instead of, you know yourself, Lennox Lewis talks about in his, in his um, autobiography, he said, the first time you get hit in the nose hard, like the very first time you get hit in that, that's the time. That's when, when you, you know if you want a box or not. I remember, you remember the first time you got hit in the nose really hard? Uh, and made your eyes water? Kind of I was, mine was, I'd sparred for years as well before I ever got like a painful punch. I'd had little body shots. Body shots are always, you always get a body shot first where you think, oh, that hurt. Yeah. Um, but mine was against a guy called, he wasn't even a, like a, he just boxed. Do you know one of them lads? You know them anyway, you've seen them loads. One of them lads who's never ever boxed before in a competition fight, but they've been in the gym since a kid. There's low, and they're quite good boxers still. They know how to move, they know how to throw their hands up. Um, And even the coach of Natural Progression, one of the lads there, Josh Fleming, he's he's had like loads of sparring and that, hasn't he? But he's only had one fight or something. Um, And he's quite good at moving about and that. And uh, But when you, there's this lad in the gym called Steve Singh, I still know him now, and he's like an older bloke, I'll have been about 14. And what he used to do is he used to put the... Stay sting. Stay sing. Sting. Sing. Yes, sing. It should have been fucking sting. And he used to put the big body bag on, you know, the big, like the pad bag on. And he used to put the padded gloves on. And Kev used to make us... um, Remember Kev, I introduced you years ago with your dad and that. 
Kev used to say it was um, right. Move your footwork. Use your footwork. And Steve was about twenty stone. Al had been about ten stone. And he used to say, move about and let him like 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 Steve used to say, try and hit him still, try and hit him. And because he was twenty stone, I used to think I oh, slow as. So I used to just dance about him, dance about him, boom, 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 hit the bag. Right. I'd be hitting his body pad and I used to get a bit cocky with my hands down and all that. And then he just threw this punch. I always remember it. And it went, boof. Like, I don't know if it snapped my nose there and then. And I was just like, my eyes were like filled up. Like the pain. And I was like that. And he was like, I remember putting my like head on his shoulder. Like, on, like, and he was like, and he just like threw me off again. And he was like, and I was like, and I remember Kev saying, hurt you that one, didn't it, son? He's like that, and I was moving around. I felt like crying, you know, I was about 14 year old. I was thinking, like, my eyes were killing me. But, and I remember, like, thinking that night, do I want to yeah. do this? And then, and then yeah. I thought, nah, fuck that, I want to do this. Got an itchy back. Um, yeah, so, we're talking about diet, and we'll go back to Josh. We'll probably edit Josh's bits together, can't we? Yeah, we'll put some bits together. Um, we'll yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Kelly, the big fight. We'll finish on this now. Uh, Josh Kelly, I mean, you've finally got this fight that everyone seems to be talking especially in the Northeast, everyone's talking about it. It's getting loads of coverage. Everyone's like, there's, I mean, he's going around saying, oh, you're not a proper, what was he saying? You're not a proper Borough fan or something. Or something. I don't know, I've seen that. And I've seen the clip that you put up the other day about him saying he doesn't care where it is. Um, Josh is representing technically Sunderland, you're representing Teesside, Dalo Borough, aren't you? Yeah, I'm representing the whole of North East and he's yeah. just representing Sunderland. Oh yeah, well that's a good way to put it. There you go, the king of the North East. Yeah. Um, do you think there's... Did you know Josh is an amateur? Yeah. Did you spar with him? Yeah, plenty of times. How would you get on with him? Honestly? Yeah. What would Josh say? Do you think if Josh was sat there now and I said to Josh Kelly, you sparred with Troy Williamson... What do you think he'd genuinely say? Do you think he'd... I've got voice notes on my phone from after our box cheeseman from Josh Kelly talking about how nobody would want to stand and trade with me. You're a beast, bro. You're a beast. This, that, whatever. So if he says anything different about the spawn or whatever, he's talking shite. Yeah, yeah. This is my say... This is my... Just to see your mic, just to see mic. So, do you know your mic? Yeah. Just so, just as close. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike. Tied. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson. King of the North, yeah. Have you? King of the North, there you go. Liam's having a little DJ session. Liam's a secret fan of you, you know. Oh, yeah. He's got a poster of you in his room. Have you been on a poster yet? Like a big poster of just yourself? No. Don't think. Unless somebody's fucking made one of me. Someone might have a poster of you. But anyway, back to Josh, yeah. So, when we're talking about Josh Kelly, like, does it make you tingle the fight? Does it make you think, yes, can't wait for that? How do you feel? Or is there a little bit of like, do you still have that little bit of right nerves or is it all? When you're visualising a fight against someone, I'm not asking you to give your tactics away, but because obviously you're going to have loads of different tactics, plan A, plan B, plan C, I suppose. Um, but do you, have you already panned out in your head how you think it's going to go? 
Or yeah, are you not at that stage yet? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you say, obviously, we have a game plan. And um, all I need to do is execute it. And so it's going to be... Uh, do you watch a lot of videos of him? No, nah, I don't. You know, somebody, somebody else asked me that earlier in the week. I don't. Because sparring... Fighting someone like Josh Kelly... Josh Kelly's very flashy. He, he, and, and he fights with his hands down. He... He, he he throws a lot of trick shots. His footwork's very good because he he's a you can't mock you can't not say he's a good he's accomplished amateur. I mean, he yeah, went to Olympic very, games. He's a, he's a very good fight. I'm not listening like I've I've done it in the past and it's obviously I've learned from it. Not listening to other people's opinions. The only opinion I need to listen to is my coaches. So I'm listening to everyone's opinion, saying, "Oh, you, you're too strong for him. You punch too hard for him. You're going to stop him later on." I'm not, but like, I'm not listening to. I'm not. That, that's. I'm not taking none of that in. Yeah. All I need to do is just make sure I'm a hundred, hundred percent ready, which I will be. And then on the night, uh, follow the game plan. That's all I need to do. I don't need to listen to anybody else's approach on it, apart from me, co me coaches. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a prediction of what you think might happen in the fight? Do you think he's going to come out and try and? Do you Do you have any ideas, or yeah, you're just going to go? If he if he does come out and have a go, we'll, we'll be prepared for that. If he gets uh, and tries to box me on his back foot, we'll be prepared for that as well. I mean, if it comes down to a fight night, right? You both you've walked into the ring, ready or not, here I come. What does Josh come into? Do you know? Uh, I'm a Barbie girl. I'm a Barbie girl. There you go, Josh. This is baiting your ear, Josh. You need a comment on this. Um, as soon as I see Josh Kelly with a little blue tick and I'm gonna giggle. Like that. <laughs> Come on, Josh. Come on. But uh, it might be too close to the fight by the time this comes out, and Josh might not want to even engage in it until after. Or he might comment on it after. Do you know what I mean? Um, but if you both end up in the ring, right, we well, are both going to end up in the ring. And do you know when the ref brings you in to touch gloves with each other, and he suddenly just looks at you and goes in for a kiss, what are you going to do? <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. What you, if he goes in right and he looks at you and he just goes, <laughs> what, 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 what are you going to do? We're in the ring then. Obviously, I'll be able to punch him on. No, or no, before the ref says anything. Before oh, the ref's like, listen, I want you to both touch gloves. And he goes, yeah. you, Do you think, like, you just say, well, Would you, are you going to ask him to his face, what, oh, I need to know what was that about? Can you do that for me? Can you just please, yeah, yeah. want, as a mate, can you just say, My, my friend, he's a comedian. You don't even have to say he's a comedian. Say my friend James. My friend James keeps pestering me, Josh. Like he's 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 actually texting me every day, just saying he's because he can't sleep. Just yeah, says him, yeah. on on TV or something. Just just say like, what was that about? You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just be try staring at him and Josh doing that the whole thing. <laughs> You know, but like I said, no, the Josh not taking anything away from Josh at all, and I'm also not going to sit on the fence. Josh is my mate, you know what I mean. But, um, but I also know a lot of people who know Josh as well. A lot of people who trained with Josh, and he's got a very good pedigree. Great, great amateur boxer and a good pro boxer. Um, very flashy, very Nazim Hamad type style boxing. Like he's just like unpredictable, like a bit like. His feet are all like he moves about very fast and that. How do you train for someone like that? Because usual sparring, there's not going to be lads who spar his style of fighting. Like he's like got an Ingle gym style fighting. He's like a Nazim, like a Lomachenko of his feet where he's all over the place and just sort of hitting with angles. A lot of boxers are just like they always 
a lot of boxes do have a, like certain styles like like yeah. for instance so for example if you I don't know if you're boxing someone like I'm giving an example I'm trying to think of someone Ricky Hatton in his heyday like oh, they say he's going to rough you up he's going to fight with you he's going to put his head on your chest you've got to be ready for work rate and obviously everyone's ready for work rate but you've got to be ready for a fight Josh Kelly how do you box how do you spar what type of sparring partners do you have to get for that because and it has always made me think that because of people when they used to fight Prince yeah. Nazim how would they prepare to fight Prince Nazim or how, how are you just being spam lads who uh, have got really fast stands and fast reflexes been, been getting great sparring to be fair and I'm, I'm sparring really well um, camp's going great I'm on point my weight's on point just like you said it's just a just a case of it's a fine line and just a case of not overdoing it now I'm I'm ready to go yeah yeah uh, and in four weeks time I'll be you're going to see the best of me definitely what do you reckon? What's your prediction on the fight? How do you think you're going to win by points, or do you think you're going to? Are you yeah, not even giving whether, a prediction? Whether, whether it's points, if, if if he if he lasts out the full twelve rounds, or whether it's a stoppage, he's going to see a Trojan win. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. But everyone's looking forward. To it. So that's a big fight for Troy Williamson, Josh Kelly, December the second. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else we can talk on? I think it was a good little interview with that. It was a good little bit of fun, wasn't it? You know what I mean? I was just looking at the time now and thinking Troy's been here for four hours. This is a four-hour clip that's been edited together. What are you going to have for food when you finish the fight? For food? Finish the fight? Pizza. Pizza. Chocolate. How long will you eat? How long will you eat crap for? Like, literally? Whole December. Are you just that way? Would you... What's the longest you've ever binged after a fight? Oh, fucking long. Two, three weeks. Yeah, and then it's back to like. Yeah, two week, but like, I normally have like two full weeks off, not doing nothing. But I get bored. It's all I do. It's my lifestyle. It's train after the after I'll do two weeks not punching, but then after a week I'll start doing the odd run. I'm just not doing now for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And then so, pizza and a wank. Nah, not straight after I box. Probably fucking go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, not but I don't I can't even sleep to be fair. Fight then I'm Yeah, the adrenaline. The adrenaline just go for a walk in your crocs. Mm. I mean, what colour crocs have you got? I've got a few. I've got a pair of navy blue. I've got a cr- I've got a white pair. I've got a baby baby blue pair. Mm. I need a new pair. I'll get you a pair. Mm. I don't want none of them little daft fancy colours that you've got though. No, I'll get you some good ones. I'll get you some little badges for that. I've, prom- I've, I've, I've offered you some now and offered. I like them start- ganja ones. Get me them ganja ones. Ganja? You don't even smoke weed? I know, but I'm black in it, so it look good on us. <laughs> <laughs> I've never ever smoked weed. Have you ever smoked weed? Ever? Yeah, I've smoked weed, yeah. Have you? I've never ever tried. I've never smoked weed. It's something like, I don't want to promote smoking weed on a podcast, but... Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't Liam know, smokes I, weed all the time. I don't know, but I don't know how people can smoke weed and go to work. Mad. I used to... Work with a plaster, and he used to smoke green, and then just be like plastering the ceiling, stone to bits, all the way through. And I used, to but the ceilings look well. <laughs> Good plaster, to be fair. He was the best one out of us all. It says a lot of that, doesn't it, about all plastering? And the one who was like the best was just like on the green all the time. Do you know what I mean? Just chilled out all the time. You never get him angry about work. Anytime you'd say something, he'd just go, ha <laughs> just like oh, <laughs> you know, like every time, like no matter what you said to him. <laughs> Munchies and that. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of Joe, I mean, a lot of the you see on Joe Rogan's podcasts and that a lot of the athletes and that talk about psychedelic drugs and all that, don't they? Well, like the DMT and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking people love it, don't they? I know one of my mates there. He said it to me before. Try to try a DMT. I was like, no. He said, no. We haven't lived. I was like, <laughs> I've got me, that. Like, I can't take stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? He was like, oh, nah, you need to like, you need to try it. So I was like, oh, what's the, um, what like effects does it give you then? Like, how do you feel? He was like, well, as soon as you have it, he's like, go and lie on your bed, <laughs> close your eyes and you just feel like the soul leave your body. So I was like, I don't want to feel that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why, yeah. Why, would I want, why would I want that type of feeling? Do you know what you should have said to him? You know, your comeback should have been there. Fool. No, no, you should have said, i tell you what, spar with me. Spar with me. I'll let you that hard. You'll fill your soul, leave your body. Soul leave his, but like, why would you not go and smoke something then? Just. But I've also, I've, I've had, I know a lot of people who said that you see life in a different way. Well, I had a guy tell me that he, didn't, he took this stuff this tribal stuff. You yeah, know, same sort of stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's like to that DMT or something. Right. And he said and it brought back a load of memories of like, it helped him out with his sex addiction and his like addiction, but it brought back a load of trauma as well. There's a recent documentary on Netflix about psychedelics. Is it? Mm, talks about mushrooms, talks about uh, MDMA, all these other ones. And, like, I don't think I could, I think my head would be battered, you know, like doing like, something like mushrooms and that. I think I don't know. I think I forgot. Maybe he's a bit of an addictive personality as well. I think if no, I don't. I don't think I could. I think I can pick up a cigar and smoke it. Yeah, I like a cigar now and again. I've tried a cigar like before. Daft, I go to like a fancy dress thing. Fancy dress. I was when as like a I don't know cowboy or whatever. Yeah, smoking a daft cigar just for fucking just to be the cowboy for the night. Yeah, fucking uh, James Tony used to smoke cigars after his fights. Don't see the don't see the point in it because we smoke. You don't inhale it, do you? Just taste it, don't you? No, it tastes it's like shite. I know. And then you, your mouth tastes like yeah. shite for days, but I got one, I think I was cool before and older. I got a, one of them thingy ones, what they're called? The, 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 no, the, the, the Monte Cristo. It's like £25. Yeah. I bought it just to think I thought it must be a decent one if it's like £25. It's horrible. Sorry, Monte Cristo, if you <laughs> the biggest brand in the world. Yeah, yeah. No, it was nice. It was nice. But, um, yeah, Troy Williamson, obviously, 2nd of December. Wish you all the luck in the world. I'll be rooting for you. You're my mate. Josh, comment Should on this. Should stop name dropping? I know. Name dropping, jo- I know. I'm going to name drop. I just name drop everyone now. Josh is getting it December 2nd. Make sure you tune in. Tune in, yeah. You've Live heard on it. Channel 5. Channel 5? You're going to be watching it with your popcorn, Liam, or are you going to it? I'm, I'm gigging in Blackpool. I'm devastated because I'm gigging in Blackpool. But what I will be doing is as soon as I finish my gig, because about the time that I finish, you'll be walking in the ring, I think. So I will be going straight to the big screens. So I'll be watching you in Blackpool, Pleasure Beach. Hopefully having a pleasurable time watching you win, mate. So smash it, mate. Thanks very much for coming on. Troy Williamson, undefeated, British champion, European champion, main man, the Trojan, Troy Williamson.